Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you ready for some football? Follow Bill Stiles. Looking for Foster. Makes the catch at the Jacksonville 40. Scooting down the right sideline. He's going. He's going. He's in. Blocked by the tight end, Troy Lobo. Knocked down right away by Jordan Poyer. What a tackle. Ball is out again. And the Bills recover again. Milano on top of it. He may keep it himself. Now with a divide into the end zone. He goes. Touchdown. Touchdown. Josh Allen does it yet again. Bring it. The Buffalo Bills postgame show is being brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. All right, welcome to Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Geary here with you for the next uh, two hours or so, and the Bills get their second win of the preseason in their final preseason game. They topple the Chicago Bears on the road 24 to 21. Uh, 803-0551, 888-552-550, your numbers to call. We'll hear from Bills head coach Sean McDermott here in a few moments. We'll also get live reaction from the locker room as well as uh, the Bills put a bow on another preseason and 16 days until they um, meet the New York Jets, the new and improved New York Jets on Monday Night Football. So the Bills will get the extra day to prepare and uh, have a couple of weeks here, uh, two weeks and in, in, in a little bit more to uh, to get themselves in a position to be healthy and ready to play on Monday Night Football, it should be a fantastic atmosphere um, going into the uh, season opener, the Monday Night Football opener for the NFL season. So Nate Geary here again in our Amherst studios, 803-0550-1888-552-550. If you've got thoughts on the game, uh, on roster cutdowns, which happened Tuesday, 4 o'clock, uh, any you know big winners, big losers from today's game, uh, Darrington Evans finishes this game nine for 65 and a touchdown and a pretty impressive touchdown, a 35 yard touchdown run from Evans. Um, I think, you know, not, not that I was concerned. Evans, uh, was, was kind of a make or break game for Evans. Uh, I think it's very possible that, uh, he can find himself, uh, well, never mind. We've got Josh Allen at the podium. Stress for some third downs. Yeah, I think it was, uh, obviously very good for us. I think just in terms of energy and juice that we had this game compared to last game, guys were ready to go. And you can you can notice the difference. Uh, but it starts off with our defense getting a three and out. Um, you know, us on third and short, first third down, we get we we convert. So I think those are two of the most important plays in the game, uh, to be honest. And Coach McDermott talks about that and just situational football, but playing off of each other, and that's one way we can do it. You know, we defer the ball for a reason. Uh, our defense goes out there, gets a three and out. We get the ball. 
and then we get to go down there and, and try to score on our first possession. We get the ball at halftime, try to double dip. So, um, you know, proud of how the guys played today, played with a lot of juice. On the sidelines, we're up for our teammates, and um, got to see some guys make some really cool plays today. Why do you feel like the energy was maybe a little bit different today than last week? Um, I think I think just, again, as we ramp up going into the season, um, making sure that we're getting that feeling and understanding, like, on game day, we gotta we got to be ready to go and just – you know, we weren't really sure how long we were going to play today, um, so we were expecting to play quite a, quite a bit. And I think guys just having that mindset of like going out there and like, all right, we're we're here, let's get some work. You know, and I think that was important for us. I know ultimately it's Sean's call, but were you guys on offense maybe lobbying a little bit to play this week just because you wanted to get the taste of last week out of your mouth? Um, yes and no. I mean, again, there, it's it's a double-edged sword. I think preseason uh, playing your your guys, but to go down there and and like I said get hit with a few third downs and convert and find guys to make some plays and um, end it with a, the touchdown in the goal line. You know, Damien put his head down and went and, went and got it. So um, you, know, you, 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 wouldn't, you, want, you want to play. Like, as a competitor, I want to go out there and play, but understanding what, what's at stake and, and going forward, uh, what we got to do. But, um, yeah, we were, we were ready to play. I'll just put it that way. Say uh, there that you weren't sure how much you were going to play, so you didn't find out until after that series that you guys were. Yeah, and we were expecting to go a little bit more, um, but coach liked what he saw, and yeah, made a decision. What do you make of the of the competition behind you? Obviously, it was only Kyle today because Matt Matt is hurt, but that's been kind of ongoing all summer. What have you seen from those two guys? Yeah, guys that again, they're they're professionals. They they understand their their job and their role, and they're trying to trying to get better in the system. And um, I got a lot of confidence in those guys, and you know. I could be a little biased because I, I care about those guys off the field too, but I think they're they're doing a great job. Um, I thought Kyle did a really good job today and making decisions and, and putting the team in good positions to score on offense. So, um, you know, it's not always going to be fo- pretty. Football is it, it is what it is. Like you got to play the game on the field, and, and mistakes are going to happen. But I thought decision wise, we made some good decisions today, and um, both those guys are doing doing a really great job for us. Uh, Brandon on the TV broadcast, Brandon being mentioned that you've got your, your trust uh, in, in uh, Torrance is pretty high there for a rookie. Uh, can you maybe just elaborate on a little bit of, of what you've seen from him and, and why it is that he's earned your trust this quick? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, obviously at right guard. He kind of controls the, the silent snap, so he's looking back and making sure we're getting that going. I think that's a big responsibility. And as, as a rookie, you know, he hasn't flinched at all with it. Um, I think communication-wise with that front you know, first line, He's been doing a really good job. I, I think that he doesn't really speak a lot. You know, guys don't really hear his voice, um, but he communicates very well with the offensive line, and he's just he's so focused on doing his job, and it's it's awesome to see that. You know, coming from a, a guy that's so young, and um, he's going to be good for us for a long time. Played him pretty good. You like the rhythm, like brilliant. Really, I mean, like, rhythm was pretty good though, right? Yeah, I thought Dorsey did a good job of getting plays in quick for us, and allowing us to, to see things going on and guys were in the right spots. And um, again, we had kind of rehearsed some of the first third downs and first looks that we were going to see. So I thought guys were doing a good job flying around and, and knowing their jobs. And you know, the better we can do that, the better success that we're going to have. Did you lobby for any play calling in the second half this week? I didn't. I, I, I should have. I was, I was so focused, though, on just cheering my guys on and making sure that I was trying to keep the, the energy and juice on the, on the sideline pretty high. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, and all of our locker room sound in our live locker room sound. Sorry, lost my my space here. Is uh, presented and brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. We're going to hear from Sean McDermott here in just a few moments. We'll also have 
uh, additional locker room sound coming up here over the next little while as we rumble through a postgame, our final preseason postgame show of the year and get you ready for Monday Night Football. 16 days from now, the Bills take on the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets play this evening at 6 o'clock, I believe, uh, in a preseason matchup in their final preseason as well. Aaron Rodgers expected to play at least one series, uh, his first preseason action of the season. So that'll be on NFL Network if you want to get some pre Week one scouting in, you can do so and watch a little Aaron Rodgers, maybe some Garrett Wilson. Uh, not expected to see Brees Hall, who is coming back and uh, from an ACL injury last year. Uh, but Delvin Cook expected to play. They've got some, uh, some certainly some pizzas up there in New York, and it'll be a great Monday Night Football showdown in 16 days. Before we take a timeout again, we are waiting for head coach Sean McDermott, and we'll take your phone calls if you've got thoughts on... Andy Isabella, if you've got thoughts on the middle linebacker competition, uh, I, I think maybe the most interesting thing that I left today with was, I think, a very clear scope of what the cornerback two competition is sort of hammering out to be. And I think I started pregame by saying it, it felt like it was very clearly Dane Jackson. And then Christian Benford started the game and played the first two series with the starting defense. And then Dane Jackson came in as the sort of uh, guy that takes over for um, – Tredavious White on that third possession. And then Kyrie Elam did not come in until the fifth possession on the, on defense. Um, so I think it's very clear what the, the pecking order is now. And I, and I think it's at least looking at it from this perspective and seeing today, if today's really truly the, the test run um, for the season opener, that Christian Benford is the team's starting cornerback on the other side of Tredavious White, which I think is a you know, a bit of a development here over the last couple of days. And, and we heard Sal Capaccio during halftime talk about how it had been more apparent to him more and more that that he was sort of a late bloomer to this competition um, and could walk away as the winner. And and I think we saw um, the fruits of what his practice habits are. And, you know, we hear from Sean McDermott and, and Brandon Bean and, frankly, all of these coaches in this franchise talk about how important practice habits are and, and, and being willing to build trust with teammates. And I think um, they're – you know Christian Benford's teammates trust him to be in the right position. He made a couple of nice plays today. Um, he's long. He is always kind of in the right position. In, in the right position, he is a willing tackler um, and doesn't put himself in bad positions. Doesn't caught, you know doesn't take penalties. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the major reasons. And, and on top of his his you know practice habits, I think it's going to be one of the major reasons he ends up as this team's starting quarterback on the other side of Tre'Davious White. We also saw. Uh, Tyrell Dotson start this game and I wasn't expecting I think I was expecting AJ Klein to start at middle linebacker uh, we did see Dotson late into the game as well again so I think they're just giving Dotson an extended look uh, at what could potentially be your week one starter uh, I still think at this point the veteran presence of AJ Klein would probably make the most sense uh, we heard Brandon Bean during the broadcast talk about Terrell Bernard who is uh, sort of gearing up to be ready for week one. He is expected to be healthy and ready to play. Whether or not that means he is your week one starter at middle linebacker, I think, is another story entirely. So we'll kind of see how that develops over the next couple of weeks. I do really think it'll end up being A.J. Klein. But, again, Dotson getting extended looks today uh, with an opportunity to sort of seal the deal for himself and become the team's starting middle linebacker uh, to start the season against the Jets. Uh, no real developments, I think, at the wide receiver position today. Um, short of seeing... Andy Isabella play some, you know, play some during late in the game. Uh, he was the second guy to come in and return kickoffs. Um, I'm not sure we we learned a whole lot 
from this game in terms of what's happening at the wide receiver position in the room. Uh, Khalil Shakir did not suit up. He was uh, on the sidelines in pads in pregame, uh, but did not play in the game. And ultimately that made... I think an opportunity for Isabella to sort of take it. I'm not sure that he did. I actually thought Justin Shorter um, played a pretty good game today as well. So just kind of looking at the wide receiver room and how this ultimately shakes out there, I think it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of uh, couple of days as we head into uh, Tuesday at 4 p.m. where the roster goes from 90 to 53 and where Andy Isabella and uh, Khalil Shakir end up. And I think, you know, we, we saw the second touchdown, the pass from Kyle Allen, uh, to tight end Quentin Morris, who I think is all but locked up that third tight end position. Now, whether or not they'll keep three tight ends and a fullback, I think is an interesting dynamic of how this roster is going to be, um, especially if, if they're going to keep seven wide receivers, I would be willing to bet Quentin Morris could potentially be one of those cut candidates um, and then, you know, kind of hang out in the parking lot and we'll get you signed back up on the practice squad or on the active roster um, afterwards. So we'll, we'll kind of see how the tight end position uh, shakes out past the top two, Kincaid and Knox, but if they end up keeping seven wide receivers, the idea I think would me for me would be that Reggie Gilliam acts as that sort of de facto third tight end and fullback, and um, I, I I think it would be tough to keep three tight ends, a fullback, and seven wide receivers. But we'll kind of see how that portion of the roster shakes out. And then at the guard position, I thought you know David Edwards played well today. Um, he filled in for the injured. Uh, Connor McGovern at left guard. Osiris Quandro has uh, Osiris Quandro. Osiris Torrance. Osiris uh, Quandro is who I was thinking. Osiris Torrance, all but locking up. And if that hadn't already been apparent, the starting right guard position on the offensive line. You heard Josh Allen talking about the trust and talking about the preparation of the young player and and how much the rest of the offensive line uh, respects and, and and trusts him. And I think that's been a big thing uh, for the development of this offensive line and what it looks like come week one with the rookie offensive guard and then Connor McGovern, who they brought over in free agency from Dallas. And we'll see what his injury situation, I think we'll get more updates this week. Injured his knee earlier this week at practice. We'll kind of see how that looks as we head into week one. And otherwise, you know, along the offense, we talked about receivers, tight ends, uh, the running back situation. We did not see, um, uh, we did not see Murray today, but we did see a lot of Damian Harris, who I thought looked good. Uh, had the touchdown on the first drive, capped up and uh, inside the red zone. And I think that's, you know, I do think that James Cook is this this team's undisputed running back one. That doesn't necessarily mean you won't see other guys, but I do think that James Cook is likely going to see more red zone carries than we probably think. And I think a big reason for that is speed in the red zone is maybe just as valuable as power in the red zone. And we'll... I, I, you know what it looks like in the regular season compared to the preseason. I, I'm not sure we we're going to get a real good look at that, or that we got a really good look at that in the preseason. But I think for me, I I look at this and I think to myself, they've got a really good diverse room at the running back position. They've got Evans, who I talked about a little earlier. They've still got um, they just signed Chris. Uh, who, did, who did they just sign? Uh, the running back from the Jets. Uh, you know, come on, he played today. Twenty five. You got this. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. I knew it started with a T. Did I? I don't know. Uh, he ends up in this game 11 for 51. So he looked good in the uh, in the opportunities he was given in the second half as well. So I think uh, the running back room is 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 pretty squared away, at least in my um, in my humble opinion. And we'll kind of see how everything shakes out uh, behind the top three guys, which I think is Murray, Harris, and James cook uh let's get a quick uh check of the skyworks stats of the game shall we skyworks equipment rental building america from the ground up visit skyworks llc 
dot com. And uh, Josh Allen, this game, he finishes that first drive five of seven for 49 yards, uh, no touchdowns, and a 90 quarterback rating. Kyle Allen, 18 of 34, 162 yards. Just 4.8 yards per attempt, a touchdown and interception. He also had a fumble in the game. Uh, Ty Johnson leading the way in terms of overall carries in this game, 11 for 51. Uh, De'Arenton Evans finishes 9 for 65, a 7.2 yards per carry average, and a 35-yard touchdown run. Damon Harris, as mentioned earlier, 7 for 25 in this game, and the touchdown on the first drive. James Cook, 5 for 23. He played on the first series, and then we didn't really see too much of James Cook after that. Leading the way receiving in terms of yards, again, Quinton Morris, Bill's third-string tight end, one catch, 29 yards, and that touchdown from Kyle Allen. Marcel Aitman, two for 26. Trent Sherfield, two for 26. Deontay Hardy, four for 23. Stephon Diggs, two for 20, both of which came on the first drive. Justin Shorter, one for 19. Keyshawn Johnson, three for 17. Gabriel Davis, one for 15. James Cook, two for 14. Joe Wilson, two for 12. And as Andy Isabella, two for two yards. On the other side, uh, limited action for that uh, Bears starting offense. Justin Fields finishes two for six for 51 yards. And uh, their backup quarterback competition, uh, Tyson ba- uh, Badgent, he finishes seven for 14 for 43 yards and an interception on the ground. Uh, he also led the way for them as well, Badgent, four for 23. DJ Moore had that one 40-yard catch. Uh, early in the first half, it did not um, lead to a touchdown, though the Bills were able to hold Chicago to a field goal. What we're going to do is we're going to take a timeout while we're waiting for head coach Sean McDermott. And on the other side, we'll get you the Bills head coach who will uh, speak to the media following the Bills 24-21 to win over the Chicago Bears in their preseason finale. So more of the postgame show coming up next. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the postgame show. Here's Bills head coach Sean McDermott. The end to, to, uh, to seal the game, though, so that was good to see. Uh, I'll turn it over to your questions. Josh was in here earlier, Sean, and said that he felt like the energy was uh, raised from last week. Uh, did you feel that as well? Yeah, I did. I, I applaud the guys. I came in here with the right mindset. They were ready to play, as I said, and, and had the right amount of energy going into the game, and they sustained it pretty much throughout the game, which is good to see. He also mentioned that he didn't really know how much he would play, especially with Matt being out, that maybe you know that might have impacted it. But uh, could you just go into your decision to take them out after that first, Josh and Steph, after that first series? Did you see what you needed to see from them? I did. And, um, you know, yeah, I didn't I didn't get into details during the week on, or we didn't get into details on how much they'd play. Just wanted to see them come out ready to play and uh, see certain things. Um, that's part of the reason why I didn't call the plays either on defense. I wanted to be able to have my eyes available and, and see certain things from our team. And uh, for the most part, I saw that early at least. And then we got started getting some guys out. You just mentioned it there, but could you go into detail there on, on not doing the defense? Yeah, there's no. I mean, there's no real detail to go into. It's. It's. Uh, I wanted to have my eyes available for watching certain things that I wanted to see, and we had talked about during the week. Um, and I took some guys out. Do you anticipate calling them in week one? Uh, we'll see. Um, I thought John did a good job today, and um, you know, it was good to be able to watch some things and see where it goes. Coach, can you comment just on how your guys ran the ball today? Like start to finish, there was an authority to the way every guy who carried the ball and even the guys up front in terms of reset yeah. line of scrimmage. Yeah, again, a mindset, um, an attitude, um, which I thought was good to good to see. Uh, you know, again, we talk about energy, mindset. What happens in between plays is big. Um, knowing how to run a play and the execution of a play is important, but also the intangibles of a team are also important. The energy, the discipline, no pre-snap penalties today. 
two penalties overall. Uh, one was one hurt us pretty good with the uh, field position in the fringe. Really, I think it was the second drive on a screen play. Um, so we'll learn from that. Uh, but I thought overall, the guys came out ready to play. Damian Harris got his first action in the Buffalo uniform. Is that exactly the kind of running you're looking to get from him? Or? Yeah, down on the goal line. That's why he's here. Right? Yeah, he was heavy. You could feel him just, you know, being on the field down there at field level. He was. He lowered his pads and he ran big. Uh, the cornerback opposite Trey uh, Christian was was the guy today. Um, where does that stand between the three of them with Dane and Kyrie as well? Still open competition. Yeah, still open competition. Want to go grade the film and see how they play. Uh, with with Kyrie, you know, playing into the second half, uh, is that any indication that he's Kind of falling behind there, or is that, as you said, still? No, it's still open competition. He's still in the mix, yes. Coach, there were some hands in the passing lanes on the back end of your defense also, just the ability to kind of close and get hands on balls today. It just seemed prevalent, you know, first team 17, 13 again. Yeah, um, I thought third down defensively, you know, in some of those passing situations, we did a pretty good job. Um, okay. Quarterback stepped up a couple times in there too and took off. That we've got to take a look at the film and see exactly what was going on there. But um, again, I thought the defense came out in that first three and out uh, was important for us. You got an extended look at Kyle today, obviously because Matt couldn't play. What? Where? Where do you see both him and then I guess that competition with Matt? Yeah, I mean, we're obviously Matt's not available right now, and uh, we're confident in Kyle. And I liked uh, how he executed that. That fourth down, uh, four, four minute, excuse me, situation, and that was a key third down conversion right there for us. The uh, the special teams. I know there was another long kick return at the end there, a, a punt block. Is that an area maybe a, you got to shore up here a little bit? Yeah, more urgency. Yeah, more urgency. Really for entire our entire team. Um, we got to do a better job there. Uh, and then middle linebacker, uh, I, I know Terrell is getting closer. Brandon said that on the broadcast. He's getting closer. But what did you make of Tyrell and? Dotson and then AJ and what went into playing them together because uh, we hadn't seen too much of that. Yeah, again, just Jay and evaluation, um, making sure we saw uh, certain guys out there for an extended period of time, uh, maybe some people playing together, uh, which you saw at middle linebacker and, and the linebacker position as a whole. Um, I thought we got a good look at some of the people we wanted to see, and now we get a chance to watch it on tape and, and see exactly how they performed uh, with a little bit more detail. All right, that is Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, and Sean McDermott's coach's podium is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. It's now time to get our first response from the fans. It's brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com, and we'll go to the tweet sheet and talking about uh, what you heard there, that Kyrie Elam is still in the thick of competition, according to head coach Sean McDermott, and uh, you know, talking about whether or not that he could be involved in a uh, trade before the uh, before roster cutdowns. And Jeff Goldwater on Twitter says, having four capable outside corners in the NFL is not a bad thing. Outside of a fringe offensive lineman or a QB two in a trade, it doesn't make sense to trade. Kyer Elam, maybe even for those two things. And I think I agree. At this point, having depth at the quarterback position, especially considering how last year played out, um, you know, with all the injuries that they sustained at the quarterback position, you know, Tredavious White 
still making his way back from that torn ACL, I, I think it makes sense, even if he doesn't end up being your starter outside of Tredavious White, that uh, that he remains on the roster. He's a former first-round pick that you traded up for, um, and continuing to develop him I think is going to be an important key for this franchise moving forward. And then quickly, let's go to managing the game, and it's presented by the Financial Guys, Western New York's one-stop financial stop, and looking into Ken Dorsey and Sean McDermott's management of the game today. You know, you heard Sean talk a little bit about, um, you know, they didn't have any pre-snap penalties today, which I think was an important aspect of why the starters played last week or why they were playing again this week after their performance last week. And, um, you know, no no real challenges from this game. That's going to be something we pay attention to as we get closer to the regular season. But all in all, a well-managed game from both head coach and offensive coordinator. We're going to take a timeout on the other side. We'll get you the electric play of the game. We'll get you um, the eye on the quarterback and uh, – Hear some more sound from the locker room. So you're listening to Buffalo Bills postgame. This is Buffalo Bills football. Two receivers to the left. The give is to Evans. Right up the middle. Nice break. Gets through the secondary. Fighting off tacklers. Still on his feet at the five. Lunges for the goal line. It's a touchdown. What a run by Darrington Evans. He would not be denied. That is your electric play of the game, and it's brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. For an electrifying performance, check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. And Darrington Evans will be also, uh, this evening, the difference maker of the game. And it's brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at Redshirt Treatment. Dot com. We're going to get some player sound live from the locker room here in just a few moments. Before we do that, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back here to the postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Bills get their second preseason victory of the preseason they go to two and one and with their 24 to 21 win over the Chicago Bears and uh, again 16 days until the Monday night football opener against the New York Jets just 16 days from now we're gonna take another time out we got some breaks to get caught up on on the other side Again, we'll have some player sound and reaction from the locker room, courtesy of Sal Capaccio, and uh, we'll take a look around the league as well and get you up to date on any scores going on in preseason action in Week 3. For Nate Geary here, more postgame show on the other side. This is Buffalo Bills football. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. We'll have Tyrell Dotson, Damon Harris, and Ryan Vandemark uh, live from the locker room here in a few moments. Before we do that, let's kick it over to Zach to get a quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard and what's happening around the NFL in week three of the preseason. Well, Nate, we've had a few games go on today. First up, Seahawks-Packers. The Packers take that game 19-15. Chiefs and Browns, that one went down to the wire. Chiefs win that 33-32. And the Cardinals, they take down the Vikings 18-17. Later on tonight, we've got the Battle of New York between the Jets and Giants. That begins at 6 o'clock. And about five minutes after that, we are expected to get the Bengals taking on the Washington Commanders. Sam Howell, the newly named starting quarterback for the Commanders. At 7 o'clock, we'll get the 
Ravens and Buccaneers. For the Buccaneers, the same thing. They just named their starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield, former 2018 number one overall pick. And then another 7 o'clock game, Dolphins at Jaguars, a little battle of Florida there going on. And then at 8 o'clock, Trey Lance getting traded to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they take on the Raiders. Don't know if Trey Lance is expected to play there. I think he just arrived in Dallas either late last night or early this morning. And then we will wrap up tonight at 9 o'clock. Rams taking on the Broncos. Thank you, Zach. We will head to the locker room and get you some live sound from Bills linebacker Tyrell Dotson. And it's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. How important was it for the defense to come out strong the way you guys did to start this game? Yeah, uh, that was coach's, coach's emphasis, having energy, you know, starting starting fast, how, we, how we're supposed to start, um, winning on first down and, and getting off the field on third down. I mean, 3-3 and outs in a row, that was, that was awesome. I, I love to see that. Um, and Oliver set the tone with the first run play, so we got guys got to come out, come out like that every week. Obviously, you've been in this battle for this middle linebacker spot for a few weeks. How do you approach you know, the next few days and what happens up until September 11th? Man, I approach, I approach it the same way like I've been approaching it. You know, trying to be the best linebacker on this team, trying to be the best in the world um, every day and just, try, and just trying to lead. You know, uh, and just, I don't know. Just, just keep doing what I do. If I'm not mistaken, you played both Will and Mike today. It looked like out there. Is that what's going on? And how important is that to be able to do both? Yeah, I mean, I'm undrafted, you know, so you got to play both, you know. Um, you got to have versatility. Um, you got to know everything on the field, and and it helps you at Mike. When you can play Will, it helps you at Mike because you know everything around you. And then obviously Bailing goes down with the injury. Obviously tough to see for a guy like that, but just supporting a guy like that, you know, and going in his second year, and you know the message to him. Yeah, uh, I mean I just tell him tell him stay focused and keep going. You know, me and Bailing have you know have had a special bond ever since he got here. You know, just uh, he always asks me questions. We hang out a lot. Uh, um, I feel for him because he puts so much into this. He's always the first one in. I try to get in. I try to get in and beat him. I'm like, Jesus, do you sleep, dude? But he's always the first one in. Um, the tubs. He's asking me questions about Epsom salt. Uh, just, 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 just everything, man. Just um, he puts everything into this. So um, I told him this is an obstacle that he's gonna have to climb over. You know, God gives different paths to different people, but you know, at the end of the day, if you, if you stick to the course, everything else is gonna take care of itself. That's Bills linebacker Tyrell Dotson. He met with Sal Capaccio after the game. And a quick reminder of the scores from around the league delivered to you by the UPS store. Be unstoppable. We've got some more player sound to get to as well. Let's go to Bills offensive tackle uh, Ryan Vandemark, who met with the media. And, of course, that's brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. All right, I mean, real extensive action for you. What what'd you what you feel out there and what would you think about your first extensive action? Uh, yeah, just played right tackle all day today and just went out there and tried to put my best foot forward and dominate up front. You've played left, you've played right. How easy of a transition is it for you? <laughs> it's, it's not an easy transition. I mean, I'm pretty sure anybody will say that. But, you know, you just got to go out there expected to do it, being a backup, and you just got to try your best to go out there and throw your hands and set your feet and get grounded and, and play. Uh, Ken Dorsey told us last week that everybody's got to know every position anyway up front. That's the philosophy of the organization. Do you have to have that? Uh, that philosophy that the more you can do, the more valuable you can be? Oh, of course, yeah. For every alignment, that's really the, the big thing. you got to know all five. And learning the scheme rather than what your physical position does helps out a lot. If you know the scheme of the play, then you can basically do any, any position. I know you weren't out there necessarily, but how important was it for the offense to get rolling early on in the game? Oh, very important. You know, we got to come up with that energy in the first quarter and come out and score first. First, Every first is important, so you just got to come out there with the correct mindset and go out there and dominate. You went through this last year when you were in Indy. What's the next couple of days like for you and everybody? Uh, you know, you just got to sit back, chill. I think uh, 
I think personally I made it tough for the front office to decide. So we just got to chill, wait, and see what happens. All right, that is Bill's offensive tackle, Ryan Vandemark, a guy that I think, um, as he mentioned, made it pretty difficult, I think. I, I, I want to tell you, I think he's probably in prime position to be the team's primary swing tackle, him and David Questenberry, uh, as depth offensive tackles. So we'll kind of see what, uh, what shakes out here in the next couple of days for Vandemark, but made a really good impression um, both on film and um, I think during practice and training camp. Um, throughout the summer, so uh, a good job by him. We got one more live from the locker room, and it's uh, Bills running back Damon Harris, who made his debut today, and it's brought to you by Reimer Home Service. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is for HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. How nice was it for you to get out there with the guys today? Uh, it felt good, you know, just having an opportunity to go out there with my teammates. Um, you know, I missed a little bit of time, so, you know, it's hard watching. But, you know, it felt good to, to get back out there with the guys and, you know, just try to continue to build that uh, that chemistry. How important was it for the offense to get off to the start you guys got off to today? Um, I mean, I think it's always important whenever you put together a good drive on a first drive of the game, you know, you convert some third downs, you know, you go down and you get points. Um, I think we got points on the first drive. I don't, I don't really remember. But, you know, it's good to start the game out that way, uh, start out with the right mentality and come out ready to play. So, you know, it was good for our offense and uh, it was good for our team. You know, we started well on both sides of the ball, you know, and special teams. So, you know, I think that, that was that was good for our team to start out that way. And how about Darren Tin and Ty? I mean, you know, just getting their chances and, and looking pretty good out there. Yeah, you know, that's the thing, um, especially in the preseason and time in games like this. You know, just going out there and showing what you can do and putting good film out on tape and just going out there and playing at a high level and continuing to, you know, play at that same standard that we all hold. You know, that this team holds. So you know, they did a hell of a job today. You know, they ran hard, they ran well, they played tough. Um, so, you know, it's great to see those guys go out there and make the most of their opportunity. And finally, I saw you playing rock, paper, scissors with a kid. You beat him. Are you, are you the rock, paper, scissors champ? I am. As of right now, I'm undefeated. So <laughs> until somebody dethones me, I'm the, I'm the king. All right, congrats. My man, appreciate it. All right, that is Bills running back Damian Harris, the former New England Patriot, makes his Bills debut. And, Zach, i got to say, uh, it's hard to know 
I, listen, I know what Damian Harrison has done against the Bills. They've showed the graphic during the game. Three of his last four um, games against the Bills were 100 or more yards. And um, part of the success that he had over the last couple of seasons against the Bills is probably one of the main reasons that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean identified him as a player to come in and maybe take over the role of Devin Singletary, but thought he looked good today um, early on, gets the red zone touchdown from the two-yard line. I still think the role for him is you know short yardage back and guy that can break a couple of things open for them. I think he's a powerful back. Sean McDermott talked about being able to sort of feel him on the field, but overall, um, I think from a one-two punch perspective, um, you know, he, Harrison in and James Cook, and obviously Latavius Murray will be in there too. Um, they've they've got a nice trio of running backs that I think will be led mostly by James Cook, a guy that I think has earned the right to be this team's RB1. Oh, I, th- I think so too. And it is interesting now looking at their, I guess, the size demographic of the running backs they have now. You look at this time last year or even you know a little bit before this time, you know, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss were both guys that were 5'7", five, 5'8", five, running backs, not very big guys. They wanted Zach Moss to potentially be that bruiser running back that could really cause some problems at the goal line. Never really materialized into that. Devin Singletary kind of had to take up a bit of that role in terms of the running backs, but Allen had to basically be that guy from five yards in. Now you have a guy in Damian Harris who, I mean, that's his whole bread and butter. That's what he's made his career off of. And... I'll tell you, man, the James Cook hype, I was slow to buy into it in terms of like, you know, Brandon Bean talking about him being a three-down back, McDermott, Dorsey, all of them keep using that phrase of three-down back. He looks really smooth, man. He looks like a guy that they will be comfortably giving him the majority of the touches, maybe a little bit more than Singletary was averaging in terms of rushes. I think Singletary was averaging around 160 rushes per season. But, I mean, I, I like what James Cook's given him, and Damian Harris, Latavius Murray just being that sort of thunder to Cook's lightning. I, that ge- that gives you a lot of room to operate, especially within that red zone, where it doesn't always have to be Allen being the bulldozer quarterback. It can instead, you know, you can have a little bit of flavor instead of just being the one guy doing everything. And I think that's going to be something the Bills want to do because, I mean, we've heard Bean talk about it almost to death at this point that they want Allen to run a bit less. I think that's the way then you take away some of the unnecessary hits is having guys who like Latavius Murray and, and Damian Harris who, I mean, they're getting paid to take goal line rushes here. Yeah, and I would tell you that the goal line rushes is one thing, but I do think from Damian Harris's perspective, I, I love the point about Josh Allen and maybe finding somebody in those short yardage situations to take the pressure off of Josh Allen for being everything for this offense, at least in the regular season. I I don't think you want to limit the touches Josh Allen or the impact that Josh Allen can make, especially when January and February mm-hmm, start rolling mm-hmm. around, when the games really start to matter. Um, I think it's really important to have um, Josh Allen and sort of let him loose, so to speak, um, in situations um, when when it comes down to it and you need you need to make a play. Yep, yep. I think you're comfortable with that. But I think in the regular season, you know, you really want to try to limit Josh Allen's hits. And um, I know that's not something he loves. But I think for the sake of his longevity, but making it through this this entire season without any nicks and bruises like he did last year with the elbow, I, I think is a hugely, hugely important thing for this team with their championship aspirations. We talked a little bit about Damian Harris, and, and obviously you and I were, were commenting on, we started the show by, by talking a little bit about Christian Benford. And it, I think for me, Zach, Christian Benford's this team starting cornerback on, on Monday Night Football. I think so. I, I really do. And you know what, though? This, this entire I guess the whole camp process, because we're out of we're technically out of training camp now. But this entire process here has been 
all right, it's initially Dane Jackson, and then maybe Kyrie Elam's creeping up. And Christian Benford was always the forgotten guy. He was always the late-round draft pick out of Villanova. But we were even talking about it before today's game started when we heard that Benford was going to get that start opposite Trey White. He's a young guy coming out of an FCS school. He's not the prototypical, I'm 24 years old, coming out of a smaller school, I'm older, so I have that like grizzled vet almost kind of identity. Benford didn't have that. He still has that youth to him as well. And I mean, he looked great to start today's game as well. Coming up with a big pass breakup against DJ Moore, the big trade acquisition for the Bears, and potentially even like the Bears sort of Stephon Diggs, I guess, you know, what they want him to be. And I, look, I think it's a good problem the Bills have. I think it's frustrating because Kyrie Elam was the first round pick. He was the guy that was supposed to be the lockdown corner next to Trey White. But if you're getting that out of Christian Benford, Dane Jackson, and I can't say Elam has played poorly. You're I just think he's pretty. not been memorable. The, the, yes, yes. He's not been memorable. I think he almost had a pick today, but he, he kind of stepped out of bounds. So it was like this weird kind of like would have counted. It would have been nice at least for him to have it. It's just it, I, I guess it is frustrating a little bit as a fan perspective. He was playing fine or if not good at the end of last year. And it just seems like he has not fit at all what the Bills want to do. He is much more of a man guy. That's what he did at Florida. This team is very heavy on the zone coverage. And he's just not been able to pick that aspect up. And it does cause some problems, but I don't think he, I don't think he's a bad asset. It's just frustrating because he was your first round pick last year, and by the start of year two, a lot of us are sitting here talking not necessarily that he's going to get cut, but is he on this roster come week one, September 11th against the Jets? I don't know. It, it's great to have depth, but they also have questions at linebacker and a cornerback like Kyrie Elam. I guarantee for a lot of teams would be a perfect fit for them to get right at the end of preseason where you typically are going to get a lot of maybe castaways or guys that just couldn't stick on a roster. Elam doesn't really fit that mold. He still comes in with the first-round pedigree. He's still very talented. Again, I don't think he's played poorly at all really for the Bills, but he could end up being a trade piece here. And just one quick note from Sal Capaccio, and if you didn't hear it during the post-game press conference, we'll play that back for you to end the evening. Uh, but Sean McDermott was sort of noncommittal on calling defensive plays week one um, in his press conference. But he, Sal Capaccio, tweeted out that McDermott clarified to Jay Skirsky that after the postgame press conference that he will be calling plays for the defense in week one. So something to note there. You mentioned there with Kyer Elam too, Zach. I, I'm not sure that I would predict he gets traded, um, but it sort of seems like that might be an outcome that, mm-hmm. that makes the most sense, especially if you can find a way, um, you know, to – Get yourself an, another offensive tackle or maybe a middle linebacker. Um, but I'm not sure draft picks for your former first-round pick and doing what the San Francisco 49ers just did with Trey Lance uh, makes ugly. a lot of sense for this team. Looks ugly. I mean, that's I mean that's the thing. Is it looks bad. You, you didn't give up the King's ransom that San Francisco did, three first-round picks, I think another mid-round pick as well to move up to get Lance. But it looks bad, especially because you took him. Now, I don't want to say it's like a panic move because you knew Trey White wasn't going to be ready week one. But ultimately, you know, you know, April 27th of last year, everyone was sitting there going, they're taking cornerback. They have to. You know, it was only Dane Jackson. Teron Johnson plays the nickel corner. He is not one of the outside guys. So they needed that, you know, young guy to come in. It's just, I guess it's a little frustrating. You got that guy in the sixth round, but you also drafted somebody in the first round, and the sixth round guy is is taking over. It's a tough self value Feels a lot like uh, the quarterback situation in San Francisco, though, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's kind of, it's different positions. But it's basically the same story. And ultimately, I think it's kind of the same thing as well, not necessarily injury-wise. But again, Elam hasn't played bad. He just doesn't fit the system, it feels like, that they want to run. And he's not picking it up as quick. 
that's sort of the same story with Trey Lance where, I mean, John Lynch, their GM, spoke on local San Francisco radio basically saying we didn't build an offense around him. Which is crazy. He didn't play bad last year. I mean, he got hurt week two. We really don't know what the season could have been. But he has yet to look really poor for the 49ers. They just want to run the most West Coast-based offense ever where it's if you're an athletic quarterback, get out of town. And it's it's frustrating to someone that did believe in Lance, but then it's, you know, looking back at that draft class, Nate, it's very, very weird. Very, very weird how the quarterbacks kind of fell. Yeah, and, you know, we got to see uh, Justin Fields today. Limited action, got took a, a pretty good, clean shot um, uh, during this game, and then pretty much immediately came out, and that was it for Justin Fields' night. But, yeah, you know, like that, how that draft ultimately shakes out, you got – Obviously, uh, Mac Jones in that draft as well, and we'll kind of see what the year holds for him. I, I'm not predicting any, you know, Bailey Zappi takeover or anything, but uh, definitely something to uh, to to maybe take to from that situation that is, yeah. you know, trading up. You better really have a guy that you feel like uh, you're you're getting a home run with. Especially, it's it's harder to evaluate the quarterback position than it is, you know, defensive back. But um, you know, they they're going to find themselves in the same situation. You can potentially trade. Kyrie Liam if you want to, but it's going to be quarters on the dollar. And is that something that makes sense to you to to potentially hurt your depth? Or do you just try to find a team that needs a starting caliber quarter, a young corner to develop that is willing to give up a, a high premium asset, a, a, you know, an offensive lineman or a middle linebacker? So something to keep an eye on uh, as well. Um, who else can we talk about from this game? Just running through Eric Wood's tweet about some of his pre, uh, his preseason thoughts altogether. Josh Allen, hot start with the first-team offense. Back-to-back three-and-outs by the defense, which was a nice start uh, this afternoon from the Bills' starting defense. Benford starting. Harris played well. Cam Lewis impressed. Ryan Vandemark, swing tackle. I think that's uh, pretty much all but sign sealed delivered. Uh, Evans' run was pretty electric. And then uh, special teams blunders again. That's the one area... Maybe, Zach, I feel most fearful about. And and I think there's a lot of time to clean things up in the terms of special teams, but that's just an area of the field you can't beat yourself. And I thought the Bills all preseason did some things to beat themselves in special teams. It, it never looked good. And you, and you know what else? As, as much as Andy Isabella has been making very good headlines throughout his time since he was signed with the Bills, which I don't even think we're at a month yet, which is insane, not really good looks, outside of being a gunner last week, not really good looks as a return man on special teams. Did fine again as a gunner last week, but ultimately they're, they're, they're fighting to make a position for him. I do think the Bills will want to keep seven wide receivers. I mean, Nate, they ran out of wide receivers last year. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's a bad idea to keep seven of them. But I don't I don't know. I, special teams is, is funny to me because the rules, and especially this newest rule that the NFL proposed, or the NFL passed this offseason, is taking it out of the game essentially, that you know, kick and punt returns. But, man, they looked really rough all preseason. You're not wrong. For three weeks, they looked really, really bad in in terms of just coverage, in terms of even just guys taking kicks. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to like lean too much into it because I don't know how much it's actually going to play into the regular season. But it is something that where they haven't really improved. Like Today is night and day compared to last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Last Saturday, even I was kind of going like, all right, I don't take preseason that seriously, but that was garbage. This week, it's like, all right, much better. First-team offense look good. They look clean. Get them right off the field yeah. like that. and it, it was great. It's the special teams. is the one thing where you just kept looking going, that's kind of an ugly, like, zip. Like, and it just won't go away. And I don't know. I, I don't want to look too much into it, but even when, but when you have guys like Andy Isabella, 
who that might be a key for him to get in, onto this roster, even maybe Khalil Shakir, and for it to look that rough, that's not voting well for them. 803-0551-888-552-550, your numbers to call. Um, Giants, Jets getting underway uh, within the hour here uh, in preseason uh, week three football. Of course, NFL Network, you can test a lot of or watch a lot of uh, all the preseason action over on, um, on NFL Network. And then uh, we are going to – we'll actually take a timeout now. We'll get you a quick check around the league when we come back. We'll also uh, we'll, we'll get back Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, who spoke with the media after today's game. So we'll get that as well. And, uh, yeah, a lot uh, st- still some stuff to get to here over the next half hour or so here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Uh, so timeout, other side, more of that, and, uh, and player sound and, and all that good stuff. That's all coming up next year on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back to Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Nate Geary, Zach Jones with you. Get a quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard delivered to you by the UPS Store. Be unstoppable. What do you got for us, Zach? Well, of course, we do have the Bills taking down the Chicago Bears 24-21 to finish up their preseason. Some of the other games going on today, the Packers take down Seattle 19-15. The Chiefs and Browns, that one is a very close game. Chiefs end up taking that one 33-32. Another close game, Cardinals beat the Vikings 18-17. And for the rest of the games today, and really the weekend as a whole, Jets-Giants beginning in just about a half hour at 6. That'll be the Battle of New York, or if you want to have fun with it, New Jersey. At 6.05, Bengals and Commanders. The Commanders named Sam Howell their starting quarterback. Ravens and Buccaneers goes at 7. And the Bucs, they named Baker Mayfield over Kyle Trask at their starting quarterback position. A battle in Florida also going on at 7. Dolphins and Jaguars at 8 o'clock. Cowboys, they traded for Trey Lance last night. A fourth-round pick going the way of the San Francisco 49ers. They take on the Raiders. Again, that game starts at 8. Finishing up tonight at 9, Rams and Broncos. And tomorrow night. 8 o'clock, we'll have Texans and Saints. Texans, they draft C.J. Stroud. He has played every single preseason for the team. He will play tomorrow night as well. All right, there's your out-of-town scoreboard. Thank you, Zach. Um, did you watch any of the Pittsburgh game on, was it Thursday night? Oh, man, yeah, I did. That, yeah, that was really bad for the brand. It was really, really bad for the brand. They look good, don't they? They look really good. The offense looks really good. They, like... Kenny Pickett, I, I the reason why it's bad for the brand, I am not a Kenny Pickett believer. I think he's a very limited quarterback in what he could be in the NFL. I think him also wearing the two gloves, I mean this genuinely, he, it, he has a tough time gripping the ball. I don't think he has elite arm strength, but you know what, though? He looked like, I think, what his ceiling could be, which is a pretty solid guy like Kirk Cousins. You're always going to be kind of frustrated with him in his prime, but he can put up 4,000 yards. He can put up around 30 touchdown passes and pick it look like that kind of guy. But, and kind of the same thing Kirk Cousins is getting in Minnesota, Pittsburgh just are wizards when it comes to drafting Man, and, developing and developing wide, wide receivers. receivers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. A George Pickens looks like a guy that should have been top 20 pick easy. He looks exceptional. They've got a, a, a pretty underrated tight end in Pat Fryermuth. He yep. looked great against the Bills. Two good running backs. Yeah. I, I do wonder about Najee Harris. Like He feels like the next big running back that's going to have – issues with his team like that's going to come around like Jonathan Taylor is right now with with Indianapolis Najee Harris feels like we're a year out from that also being a problem yeah well here's the thing Jalen Warren is 
I think, the better of the two running good. backs. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and, you know, what ultimately they decide to do once the season starts, I think last year Warren's, uh, you know, rush yards over expected was one of the best in football. He's mm-hmm. a very efficient running back where Najee Harris is not. No, but he is the first round pick. He is, and he—I mean—he fits what Pittsburgh wants in a running big back, physical though. running back. Yeah. downhill, not going to really outrun you either. But he's going to punish you, quote unquote. And it's just like—I I guess that's always going to be my frustrating thing with Pittsburgh. I think is just—I I like that they don't really fire anybody. They very much keep everyone in house. They really keep the same continuity going, and it's worked really well for them. But it is—it is weird that they're so good at developing wide receivers. And yet they still want that old school Jerome Bettis, Franco Harris, now Najee Harris kind of run game where it's like, we're just going to punch you in the mouth. And I'm like, even in your own division, which has always been, it's been a very physical division, yep. the AFC North. Always is. Th- that division's high flying now. Deshaun yeah. Watson looks much better. So they've got three great quarterbacks, potentially a fourth really good one in Kenny Pickett. And they're going to put up points. And I just, you're going to want to not hand the ball off to Najee Harris. Like, like, that's where they're going to end up getting is just not handing the ball off to him, especially when ultimately, like you brought up, he's not averaging nearly the amount of yards per carry that Jalen Warren is. And that's where, that's, I mean, that's where running backs are really losing their money as well is that it's just more efficient for a bad quarterback who throws about five or six yards per pass compared to three, four yards per rush from a running back. It's tough, but, that I mean, that's kind of why we're at where we're at. Yeah, and I think – the only real question mark I have is, will the offensive line be good enough? Yeah. Will Will they be able to protect Kenny Pickett? I, I wasn't in love with Pickett as a prospect, but I have really come around on what he could potentially be uh, because of the weapons and because of the infrastructure that Pittsburgh has given them. They're going to be a great defense. He's not going to be asked to be a lot more than a game manager, but I do think his deep ball to me is one of the better ones in the league. He it's, does it's a really very pretty. Very, yeah. A very catchable um, very kind of just like run and I'll, I'll put it up there and you run and go get it. And then you have the the George Pickens factor here, which is maybe one of the best go up and get it 50-50 ball guys in the league. He's kind of right up there with DK Metcalf for me. It is a perfect marriage. It really is. Because like you're right, like Pickens and Metcalf, both incredible athletes and very physical as wide receivers. They are not really afraid to, to get into it with a cornerback who's trying to go up for that 50-50 ball. I will say, I mean, like, you know, Pickens in college, that, that great year in Pittsburgh. That's really what he built his draft stock off was that last year in Pittsburgh. He had Jordan Addison, Blitnikoff award winner there, and, and Addison made that into a first-round pick for himself this year with the Minnesota Vikings, who seem to just draft a wide receiver, and they're going to be exceptional. Don't worry about it. And, I, you know, I, the offensive line I'm worried about, I'm really worried about Matt Canada as an offensive play caller. Mm-hmm. And that is where I think the negatives of – Pittsburgh not firing anybody really comes into play. All those pieces, and you kind of have a mm, like a meh mm-hmm. offensive coordinator play yep. caller. It's kind of a disappointing thing for them. But uh, to, to your point, like he could be, it could be the offensive line. It could be Matt Canada as sort of the downfall to Pittsburgh's, um, you know, at least aspirations this year. I I, I like what well, I guess what I like to see it, within the AFC at large is the. Level of competition in the AFC is really, really good. And I, I, I'm not saying anything no one else knows, but I, I'm looking at it and I think, you know, the Ravens could be a, a, a real contender. I think obviously the Jets and, and Dolphins could be contenders, although I'm not convinced the Dolphins will be because they continue to 
have injuries. That offensive line is a disaster. It's a terrible offensive line, and I can't for the life of me figure out why they would trade anything to go get Jonathan Taylor, especially when you got to have mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay him after you trade a premium asset, whether it's a second or a first round pick. They're probably not going to move a second uh, first, but it would probably have to be a second rounder. And then on top of that, you got to resign him while you have not signed Christian Wilkins and you haven't signed uh, Tua Tungavila two extensions yet. I just think that's. Um, it's it's very short sighted. I think it goes against everything the NFL is doing right now. Absolutely, and it just feels like to me that they're trying to build a super team where they're just you know we're just going to grab all of these guys, we're going to hope it works out, but ultimately, uh, and this is my thing for against the Bills trading for Jonathan Taylor. You brought up right there. You're likely going to have to pay him right off the rip. Right off the rip. You're, you're not going to just get him to hey can you you know play eight games for us and then like no you're 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 trading for him and signing him. It, that's going to be the same tweet from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. You're not getting the 1,800-yard rusher out of Jonathan Taylor. That's not who you're trading for. Jonathan Taylor had to deal with quarterbacks like Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Bursett. You, you know all the names that Indianapolis quarterbacks had up until this year with Anthony Richardson. He's not rushing for 1,800 yards because he's not touching the ball nearly enough. He's also not the Alvin Kamara running back where it's like, eh, I'll have 800 yards rushing because I'll have 700 yards receiving. Like, I'll, I'll work it up with all scrimmage yards. You're just not getting that player. I think Miami's the same way. You're throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill, to Jalen Waddle, and you're getting the ball quick because that offensive line is trash. It's really were, bad. And they were Teron Armstead injury, and there was concern there for about a day. They were an injury away from basically everyone in Miami going, well, the season's over with, and no one had even you know, gotten hurt yet that they were worried about, like Tua. I mean, that, like that's how desperate they are in the O-line. But we've already seen it in the division, though, Nate. I mean, the Jets paid over $8 million for a year of Dalvin Cook just to take carries away from Brees Hall, who's the better running back right yeah. now. And they should just be trying to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson before Corey Davis did retire. He would have been a really good option for them. But you have guys like Alan Lazard. I mean, they have options, and they seemingly want to take it away. That's where I really liked how the Bills have built their running back room. James Cook, I don't think, will ever be a 1,000-yard rusher. But they may want to make him into a diet Alvin Kamara, where you're going to have 800 yards rushing, but you're going to have 500, 600 yards receiving. You're going to be a guy that is, you know, if Kincaid's not open and we need an outlet, boom, it's to you. And, you know, we'll see if the screen game ever gets developed by the Bills. That has been something I have been desperate for for the last four years is just any semblance of a screen game. We'll see. Screen game. But, you know, if they can get Cook going like that, and then we talked about it earlier today, you have Damian Harris and Latavius Murray for a very, I think, very specific role of that's where the punishment comes from. Within the five-yard line of that's where you're just going to go after guys and to take a little bit of the regular season carries off of Allen's back. I think that's what they're going to be used for. We'll see how that ends up going, though. Yeah, and you know, you, you talk about the screen pass. It wasn't just – I'm not looking just at the Bills trying to develop a screen pass. I thought the Bills struggled defending the screen today. I think they really the only plays that, that Chicago early in this game against their first and second team defenses, the only play that really hurt them was the screen game. And and that that's a tough team with Justin Fields. Um, you got to stay in your pass lanes. But that that's, I guess, one of my, my key concerns is not just can the Bills get a screen game developed, is can they stop it? Because I think it's they've been hurt and torched with the screen game a lot. It happened last year quite a bit. Um, so that's something they've got to sure up. I think for me, because the last thing you want to do is, you know, get your get your defense and get your team into third and long situations um, just to give up a 17-yard screen pass. And I think we saw that a few times today. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be very, very interesting how this is like this is all going to turn out. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a timeout because on the other side, let's actually um, let's bring you eye on the quarterback. 
and we'll bring you on to the quarterback. And then the other side, we will um, get you Sean McDermott and Josh Allen, who met after the game at the podium. And the Eye on the Quarterback is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. Kyle Allen in this game, 18 of 34, 162 yards, a touchdown and interception. He also had a fumble and was sacked once for two yards. Josh Allen, just one drive, the opener of the game, 5 of 7 for 49 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 90.8 quarterback rating. On the other side, again, Bills head coach Sean McDermott and Bills quarterback Josh Allen. That's all coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back to Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. The Bills get a 24-21 victory in their final preseason game of the year. We're going to go and hear from uh, Bills quarterback Josh Allen. He spoke with the media after the game. Here is QB1. Josh, how important was it for the starting offense to have that first drive, including being under a little stress with some third downs? Yeah, I think it was uh, obviously very good for us. I think just in terms of energy and juice that we had this game compared to the last game, guys were ready to go. You can, you can notice the difference. Uh, but it starts off with our defense getting a three and out. Um. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, us on third and short, first third down, we get, we, we convert. So I think those are two of the most important plays in the game, uh, to be honest. And Coach McDermott talks about that and just situational football, but playing off of each other. And that's one way we can do it. You know, we defer the ball for a reason. Uh, our defense goes out there, gets a three and out. We get the ball, and then we get to go down there and, and try to score in our first possession. We get the ball at halftime, try to double dip. So, um, you know, proud of how the guys played today, played with a lot of juice. On the sidelines, we're up for our teammates and um, got to see some guys make some really cool plays today. Do you feel like the energy was maybe a little bit different today than last week? Um, I think I think just again as we ramp up going into the season, um, making sure that we're getting that feeling and understanding like on game day we gotta we gotta be ready to go and just you know we weren't really sure how long we were gonna play today, um, so we were expecting to play quite a, quite a bit, 
And I think guys just having that mindset of like going out there and like, all right, we're, we're here, let's get some work, you know, and I think that was important for us. I know ultimately it's Sean's call, but were you guys on offense maybe lobbying a little bit to play this week just because you wanted to get the taste of last week out of your mouth? Um, yes and no. I mean, again, there, it's, it's a double-edged sword, I think, preseason, uh, playing your, your guys. But to go down there and, and, like I said, get hit with a few third downs and convert and find guys to make some plays and um, end it with a, the touchdown in the goal line, you know, Damien put his head down and went and went and got it. So um, you, know, you, you you would hope you want you want to play. Like as a competitor, I want to go out there and play. But understanding what what's at stake and and going forward, uh, what we got to do. But um, yeah, we were we were ready to play. I'll just put it that way. Did you say uh, there that you weren't sure how much you were going to play? So you didn't find out until after that series that you guys. were? Yeah, and we were expecting to go a little bit more. Um, but coach liked what he saw, and yeah, made a decision. What do you make of the, of the competition behind you? Obviously, it was only Kyle today because Matt, Matt is hurt, but that's been kind of ongoing all summer. What have you seen from those two guys? Yeah, guys that, again, they're, they're professionals. They, they understand their, their job and their role, and they're trying to, trying to get better in the system. And um, I got a lot of confidence in those guys. And, you know, I could be a little biased because I, I care about those guys off the field too, but I think they're, they're doing a great job. Um, I thought Kyle did a really good job today and making decisions and, and putting the team in good positions to score on offense. So, um, you know, it's not always going to be fo- pretty. Football is, is, is what it is. Like, you got to play the game on the field, and, and mistakes are going to happen. But I thought decision-wise, we made some good decisions today, and um, both those guys are doing doing a really great job for us. Uh, Brandon, on the TV broadcast, Brandon Bean mentioned that you've got your, your trust uh, in, in uh, Torrance is pretty high there for a rookie. Uh, can you maybe just elaborate on a little bit of, of what you've seen from him and, and why it is that he's earned your trust this quick? Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, Obviously, at right guard, he kind of controls the, the silent snap, so he's looking back and making sure we're getting that going. I think that's a big responsibility. And as, as a rookie, you know, he hasn't flinched at all with it. Um, I think communication-wise with that front, you know, first line, he's been doing a really good job. I, I think that he doesn't really speak a lot. You know, guys don't really hear his voice, um, but he communicates very well with the offensive line, and he's just he's so focused on doing his job. And it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, coming from a, a guy that's so young and um, he's going to be good for us for a long time. Rhythm pretty good. You like the rhythm, like really. Rhythm is pretty good, though, right? Yeah. The jump I thought Dorsey did a good job of getting plays in quick for us and allowing us to to see things going on and guys were in the right spots. And um, again, we had kind of rehearsed some of the first third downs and first looks that we were going to see. So I thought guys were doing a good job flying around and, and knowing their jobs. And you know, the better we can do that, the better success that we're going to have. You lobby for any play calling in the second half this week? I didn't. I, I should have. I was I was so focused though on just cheering my guys on and making sure that I was trying to keep the, the energy and juice on the on the sideline pretty high. All right, Josh Allen there live from the locker room and live from the locker room is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Let's get you to Sean McDermott and Sean McDermott's coach's podium is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. Okay, good to uh, finish off the preseason with the with the win. I thought the guys came out ready to play, um, and uh, it was a key four minute drive at the end to to, uh, to seal the game, though. So that was good to see. Uh, I'll turn it over to your questions. Josh was in here earlier, Sean, and said that he felt like the energy was uh, raised from last week. Uh, did you feel that as well? Yeah, I did. I, I applaud the guys. I came in here with the right mindset. They were ready to play, as I said, and, and had the right amount of energy going into the game, and they sustained it pretty much throughout the game, which is good to see. He also 
also mentioned that he didn't really know how much he would play, especially with Matt being out, that maybe you know that might have impacted it. But uh, could you just go into your decision to take them out after that first, Josh and Steph, after that first series? Did you see what you needed to see from them? I did. And, um, you know, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into details during the week on – or we didn't get into details on how much they'd play. Just wanted to see them come out ready to play and uh, see certain things. Um, that's part of the reason why I didn't call the plays either on defense. I wanted to be able to have my eyes available and, and see certain things from our team. And uh, for the most part, I saw that early at least. And then we got started getting some guys out. You just mentioned it there, but could you go into detail there on, on not doing the defense? Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's no real detail to go into. It's, it's, uh, I wanted to have my eyes available for watching certain things that I wanted to see. And we had talked about during the week. Um, and I took some guys out. Do you anticipate calling him in week one? Uh, we'll see. Um, I thought John did a good job today, and um, you know, it was good to be able to watch some things and see where it goes. Coach, can you comment just on how your guys ran the ball today? Like start to finish, there was an authority to the way every guy who carried the ball and the guys up front in terms of reset yeah. line of scrimmage. Yeah, again, a mindset, um, an attitude, um, which I thought was good to, good to see. You know, again, we talk about energy, mindset. What happens in between plays is big. Um, knowing how to run a play and the execution of a play is important, but also the intangibles of a team are also important. The energy, the discipline, no pre-snap penalties today. Uh, I think two penalties overall. Uh, one was one hurt us pretty good with the uh, field position in the fringe. Really, I think it was the second drive on a screenplay. Um, so we'll learn from that. Uh, but I thought overall. Guys came out ready to play. Ian Harris got his first action in the Buffalo uniform. Is that exactly the kind of running you're looking to get from him? Yeah. Down on the goal line, that's why he's here, right? Yeah, he was heavy. You could feel him just, you know, being on the field down there at field level. He was, he lowered his pads and he ran big. Uh, the cornerback opposite Trey, uh, Christian was, was the guy today. Um, where does that stand between the three of them with Dane and Kyrie as well? Still open competition. Yeah, still open competition. Want to go grade the film and see how they play. Uh, with with Kyrie, you know, playing into the second half, uh, is that any indication that he's kind of falling behind there, or is that, as you said, still? No, it's still open competition. He's still in the mix. Yes. Coach, there were some hands in the passing lanes on the back end of your defense, also just the ability to kind of close and get hands on balls today. It just seemed prevalent, you know, first team, second team, third team again. Yeah. Um, Thought third down defensively, you know, in some of those passing situations, we did a pretty good job. Um, quarterback stepped up a couple times in there too and took off. That we've got to take a look at the film and see exactly what was going on there. But um, again, I thought the defense came out in that first three and out uh, was important for us. You got an extended look at Kyle today, obviously because Matt couldn't play. What? Where? Where do you see both him and then I guess that competition with Matt? Yeah, I mean, we're obviously Matt's not available right now, and uh, we're confident in Kyle, and I liked uh, how he executed in that that fourth down, uh, four, four minute, excuse me, situation, and that was a key third down conversion right there for us. The uh, the special teams, I know there was another long kick return at the end there, a, a punt block. Is that an area maybe a, you got to shore up here a little bit? Yeah, more urgency. Yeah, more urgency, really for entire our entire team. Um, uh, and then middle linebacker, uh, I, I know Terrell is getting closer. Brandon said that on the broadcast, he's getting closer. But what did you make of Tyrell and 
Dotson and then AJ and what went into playing them together because uh, we hadn't seen too much of that. Yeah, again, just Jay and evaluation, um, making sure we saw uh, certain guys out there for an extended period of time, uh, maybe some people playing together, um, which you saw a middle linebacker and, and the linebacker position as a whole. Um, I thought we got a good look at some of the people we wanted to see, and now we get a chance to watch it on tape and, and see exactly how they performed uh, with a little bit more detail. All right, Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Again, that's following today's 24-21 win over the Chicago Bears to to cap up a preseason that uh, came with some drama starting in the offseason with the Stephon Diggs uh, saga and then um, – Everything that has sort of taken place from now until, uh, you know, kind of dating back to the end of last season, that, that Cincinnati Bengals game, it'll be good to get pre- uh, the preseason and offseason behind us and on to regular season football. And, of course, we'll have um, the morning show with Jeremy and Joe first thing on Monday morning to recap everything that we missed today. And uh, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog in the afternoon as well, the Extra Point Show at 10 and One Bills Live as well. For me, Nate Geary and Zach Jones, we appreciate you listening to the Buffalo Bills postgame show, this is Buffalo Bills football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.